Peggy Caruso. Welcome to the Revolutionized Podcast. Um, I'm the owner of Life Coaching and Beyond, an executive and personal development coach. I'm an eight-time successful entrepreneur and the author of four books, one to soon be released in the fall of 2019. I have a very special guest today, and we have a very uh, interesting podcast. So um, tune in, and I hope you listen to the whole thing and, and provide a lot of feedback. Thank you, and welcome Billy Joe Wyant. Uh, well, thank you very much, and uh, it's it's an honor to be with you today, Peggy. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Plus, Billy Joe and I go way back. We are childhood friends. And Absolutely. So, <laughs> this will be a fun, fun interview. <laughs> um, why don't you tell the audience what you do, who you work for, and ju- you know just a little bit about it? Sure. A little background on myself. Uh, matter of fact, I started way back when I was still in high school in broadcasting, radio, and I still do that today part-time. But uh, my other love of my life is I work for a comprehensive victim service center in Pennsylvania. And uh, I started there in 1990. So I have about 29 and a half years in there. Uh, Became the executive director in 1994, still the director. And over the years, we have grown by leaps and bounds. When I first started, we were what was called a dual center in the victim service world, which uh, means that we provided services to victims and their families of domestic violence and sexual assault and also offered an emergency domestic violence shelter. Over the years, I've grown, and that agency has grown into being comprehensive. So we do a housing program. We also uh, provide services in two counties in our uh, in Pennsylvania for the Victim Witness Program, which is where we help uh, serious crime victims and witnesses of adult and juvenile crime uh, maneuver through the court system. So it's very tricky. Uh, There's a lot to do with that, but kind of a snapshot of what we do. That's about it. Okay. What's the name of your organization? Organizations called Citizens Against Physical, Sexual, and Emotional Abuse, also known as CAPSI. So I think for uh, the benefit, uh, since it's such a long name, we'll just use CAPSI. That's interesting. You've uh, been there that long. Yes. Long time. Quite an accomplishment. (laughs) Okay. So what would you like to... um, Talk about with the audience today that you think would be very helpful for them. Well, I think since uh, that I had spoken to you earlier about about the services that we provide at CAPSI, I know in Pennsylvania we're doing two counties, Elk and Cameron, but CAPSI has the availability and anybody can contact us worldwide to get information you need for the victim service program in your area. So I, you know, just making sure folks know about that. Uh, the type of counseling that we do, our agencies are trauma-informed, and I know you're very familiar with that. Yes. And I think today uh, we were going to concentrate more on something that I discovered back in 2015 and over the years uh, really uh, have been trained in it, and uh, it's just amazing with about a 95% success rate. Wow, and that's, that's traumatic. That's traumatic incident reduction techniques. Okay, so tell me a little bit about what that what that means. Traumatic incident reduction mm-hmm. are a set of techniques that a person is trained in to help a person who has suffered trauma, and we're talking from post traumatic stress disorder, veterans of war, anybody that has maybe been involved in a serious severe accident or witnessed a severe accident. Uh, survivors of death by suicide, 
folks who have witnessed or walked upon suicide or other homicide or, or severe deaths. It's for anything that traumatizes a person, the death of a pet, a loved one. And what we're using it for the majority of the time are the trauma, traumas left over by uh, victimizations of domestic violence and sexual violence, rape, and uh, human trafficking. Okay, so that was going to be my question. Is, yeah. Is, so it does help people that have been sexually molested. And Absolutely. All of that stuff. And that's okay. mainly what we're using it for, but we don't turn it, because we're trained and certified in these techniques and can facilitate them, we will help anybody that needs it. Okay, so there, it's very effective. Very effective. Is it a process? Is it something that you just start working and giving techniques? Or do you, like in coaching, um, we have to... Uh, build a rapport with the client. We have to get to know them. Like a lot of people will say to me, and you and I talked about this earlier, where people will say to me, you know, um, give me a, a, a technique that a child can use if they're bullied. Well, I always say, you really can't just slap on a technique until you get to know what they can handle. Like exactly. I can tell you little kids that if I gave them a technique that would make them worse or vice versa. So is it the same with that? Very, very similar. It's you must get to know the person. And in traumatic incident reduction, we are also trained to uh, sit down and do what we call needs assessments with people and let them tell us what's bothering them, or maybe there's multiple layers of things and we have to start peeling things away. Sure. And we always use the example of maybe uh, like peeling away an onion, but you start asking folks certain questions or a series of questions, and then things come to the forefront in this technique. Then they can choose. It's always up to that person. It's their choice. It's always a person-centered uh, technique. And they're the ones that tell us what they're ready to work on. TIR, Traumatic Incident Reduction Sessions, can go from 15 minutes to an hour to three hours. One of our staff at CAPSI has already uh, been with someone during a session for over six hours. Wow. You never want to stop somebody until they're done. Right. And until they've reached what we call an end point. And after that, the person, the charge is gone from that trauma and they feel that and they know it and they feel much lighter and they're able to express that and ver verbalize that. A lot of times with kids, you have to watch for some cues, but sure. we're trained in that also. Oh, very interesting. Mm -hmm. I know the answer to this question, but a lot of people probably don't. I get a lot of people, even in coaching, but what... What you do is is, is um, you have victims who have far more abuse than what I would do in coaching. Yes. But in coaching, confidentiality is the number one thing that Absolutely. you know we would never break confidentiality or we'd lose our certification. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will come in and they are afraid to call an organization like yours because they're fearful for their lives. But tell people what um, how you can ease their mind on that, on confidentiality and protection. First of all, at CAPSI and agencies, and again, I'm speaking for the confidentiality statute that is in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. I'm not familiar with outside of Pennsylvania, but in, vic in victim services in the Commonwealth, we have, because we're a comprehensive agency, a minimum 88-hour training and that has to be completed before anyone Staff, volunteer, anyone at CAPSI can answer the phone or provide any direct services to people or even interact with any of the, of the people that we serve 
because the confidentiality is so strict. The client counselor uh, confidentiality is very secure. A breach of confidentiality at CAPSI will result in immediate termination of that person. Plus, we always have to remember, and when I'm training folks and doing my piece of our training, I explain to them, not only as the executive director, the fact that if you breach someone's confidentiality anytime, I don't care if it's an imme- at, right after an abusive incident occurs or years later, you can put that person in danger and their family members. Sure. So we're confidentiality's top priority at our agency. Uh, we can tell people that. And I, we also understand that the person coming for services needs to gain our trust. Sure. And we're not going to ever ask anything or demand anything of anybody unless they're ready to tell us. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The other question I have, and I'm just going by a lot of questions I get about your organization. Sure. Do they do anything or help with elderly abuse? CAPSI's trained and we can provide services from for anything from small children, infants, because we're mandated reporters and we must be trained in that every two to three years to the elderly. And what we do mainly with elder abuse is we work hand in hand with our local area agency on aging. So that's how it works in Elk and Cameron counties, other counties in Pennsylvania, and then in other states, things may be a little different, but we work parallel with our uh, agency on aging to try to do what's best to help victims. I've through the years helped people Uh, Victims of elder abuse uh, come into our shelter. We sign releases. And then caseworkers from Area Agency on Aging can also come in and work with that person while they're safe in the CAPSI shelter, for instance, and receiving services. So there are multiple ways for folks to get help and maintain confidentiality and also uh, make sure that people are getting the services they need. Okay. Um, Let's go back to the techniques Yes, you do. Um, Tell us a little bit more about that, like is kind of get more in depth on it as to um, what exactly, why would somebody exactly come in for those techniques? What, what, give me an example of how it would help someone. I, I know I'm not going to, I'm stumbling here because I don't want to ask you to give a technique because we just talked about why that wouldn't work. But tell us a little bit of why they would contact you and, and, and how you would go about it. Well, if someone contacts us and says they are interested in traumatic incident reduction, or TIR as we call it, we will then, or one of the staff members trained in all of these, will will set up an appointment with that person and we'll come in, like I said, and do the needs assessment. Remember, we, we are trained, myself and I have four other staff members right now that are trained in five series of these techniques. So one size does not fit all. Right. But what you're dealing with, we're talking about people who have tried many traditional forms of therapy, tried many traditional forms of counseling, and still there's something there, for instance, and they just can't get past it. It's interesting. I have a a woman now that we've dealt with for many, many years at CAPSI. Again, this is all person-centered. This person is not ready to do traumatic incident reduction. She goes so far in her work and then starts feeling good and can't bear to feel like that because of her past trauma. So what she does is she starts doing unhealthy things 
almost like self-sabotaging. Sure. That we, there's a lot of that in coaching, just regular coaching. But again, we don't tell anybody what to do. We offer them options and gently remind them again about the traumatic incident reduction and other things. So the determination for someone... And not everybody you, can do this. I okay, mean, so everybody's... That was where I was going with that. Like, yeah. So let's talk about that for a minute. So you make the determination that they need these techniques. How do you get them to have their own aha moment that they need? Like, I always say when people come in for coaching, mm -hmm. they have to want it. They mm -hmm. have to recognize that there is something that they're doing, what they're presently doing isn't working. That yeah. They need to do something different. Is it similar to that? And how do you get them to have that aha moment? Well, it's funny because an example is our sexual assault counselor is working with a woman who had her, you know, suffered horrendous traumas throughout her childhood, early adulthood. And now she's a senior. She's a senior citizen. She's been hospitalized numerous times inpatient in psychiatric units, gets back out, gets put on medication. The meds aren't working well, or after so long, she builds up that resistance, and then they have to change her meds, and it's that vicious cycle. Well, this individual has been seeing our sexual assault counselor now for on and off, I would say, three or four years. Okay. Again, it's whenever she chooses. And I'd like to make sure folks know, in my world, we don't charge for any services. Our services, yeah, okay. our services are free of charge, including the traumatic incident reduction. But one thing that this woman, after like that two to three years and that on and off and us learning about TIR, sexual assault counselor says to her, these are techniques that we have available if you choose to take part in them. And I've made up a little, a brief summary of what each one of our techniques encompasses. And we hand that out to people and pass it on. So they have that. And there's a couple other forms that we give to folks and pass out. That's it. We're going to give you that information. If you want to talk more about it, that's fine. If you want to throw it in the garbage, that's fine. Or if you want to go home and read it and call next week when I see you or in two weeks or whatever, we can talk more about it. And then this is how this woman decided she was going to come here, come back and start doing traumatic incident reduction. We have set up a, a, a room off by itself that's very comfortable. Also, too, to let anybody realize when you're doing traumatic incident reduction, many times it's it's a metaphysical thing, and it will take you back, and you will sometimes get the physical, emotional sure. sensations. So we have blankets and fans and things because somebody might have, may have been in a cold place when that trauma happened, and they're going to be cold. So we're set up that way. We let everybody take a look at that TIR room, which has a very cozy little couch in there, an easy chair, a straight back chair, giving that person the choice where they want to sit. That is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Again, it's all person-centered. It is that person's decision what they want to do. And then as a result, and I'm and kind of coming full circle now, this woman, every when she comes once a week, she doesn't even come to the main office. She goes straight over to the building with the TIR room. She's ready. She wants it. And this woman's now peeling her layers of trauma. Sure. So it's neat stuff. And no, and it's in, in, you know, my world, no two days are the same. And I'm sure that's the way you are. Absolutely. So it's really interesting to see that. I have a question. Mm -hmm. You said that you offer this to people from around the world, correct? Yeah. How would you 
how would you put them in your program because they're not there with you physically? Like when I do coaching, I have clients from around the world, but we Skype in, you know, what would you do in instances like that? If someone contacted you from around the world, there or do you are, just put them in touch with other organizations? I would put them in touch oh. with other people trained in TIR. So there's other people throughout the world, United States, Canada, South Africa. Yes, this is something that's an international thing through oh. the Traumatic Incident Reduction Association. Okay, so that's, yeah. that's very important that our uh, listeners understand that. Yes. Um, well, we're getting um, coming to a point where we're getting out of time. So mm-hmm. is there anything else that you would like to leave everybody? And, and please, um, we always encourage to give feedback um, because we'll go over the uh, information at the end on how to get a hold of us. But um, we'll definitely bring you back. You oh, know, I'd love to. I know that there's people who are mm-hmm. been waiting for this podcast. Yes. Um, so is there anything else you would like to leave um, as, a, as a closing statement or encouragement or anything for anybody who feels that maybe they are a victim? I think if people are interested to go to the TIRA.org website, Marion Volkman and her hus- husband, Victor Volkman, and I should have probably mentioned that earlier, along with Dr. Gerbodi, who is a psychiatrist, and this uh, Dr. Gerbodi is the one that developed TIR back in the 80s, and it is something that is just phenomenal. They are the founders. Marion Volkman, as a matter of fact, she hails from Ann Arbor, Michigan, and Marion is our trainer but she's trained many other people. So TIR is a worldwide thing. And I think people, if they would like to get more information, uh, to start there. And people can contact contact me through CAPSI. I don't usually do this, but I Mm -hmm. thought of another question at the very end. That's okay. So I'm going to just throw it out there before we're done. Um, I'm sure everybody's very, you know, okay with that because they they love this topic but the opioid problem is a huge problem in today's society Mm -hmm. do does your organization do anything relative to that or for that not directly okay but But you could put somebody in touch with an organization that could help them absolutely absolutely so if there's anybody listening you know any type of opioid issue yes we work in locally with our uh alcohol and drug abuse services which covers cameron elk Potter and McKean counties, four counties. But once you're hooked up with them, then they also can provide um, other resources. Okay, so tell the listeners how they could get a hold of you. To contact me, the best way is probably via email. Okay. And the uh, best email to reach me is director at capsi.org. And uh, so it would be D I R E C T O R at Capsi, C-A-P-S-E-A dot org. Very good. And if someone's having any difficulty getting a hold of Billy Joe or you have any mm-hmm. other questions, please feel free to reach out to me, lifecoachingandbeyond.com. All my information is on there. And thank you for listening to the Revolutionized Podcast. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.